Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. I hope you all had a lovely week. And I'm very excited about this week's guest. It's Ian Fidance. He has a podcast called Bye Guys and he tours all over the country here. He's absolutely hysterical American comedian. So I told him from what I know about the sex education stuff that's going on back home in Ireland. So he then told me about his sex education and we both discussed what we think would be a good sex education for people. Um, we also talked about labels and Ian talked about being bisexual and sleeping with men and women and about labels and how he feels about labels um so yeah look it was really great he was very honest and i'm really glad that he came on and i really enjoyed the chat so i think you guys really enjoyed the episode if you want to see the video for it as usual it's on patreon forward slash the shift podcast and if you guys want to hear more of like my private dating life um i put that on the patreon just because i don't want to put on the podcast because sometimes a i don't have time to talk about it with the listeners or b it's like more private so it's just on a more exclusive on the patreon uh i talk about who i'm seeing um situations that come up how i deal with them and what i've learned from them so just more private things uh kind of like an irish girl sex in the city style podcast uh, very open if you think i'm open on this jay's is saying sign up to fucking patreon and that's once a week and usually the episodes are 30 minutes to an hour um and yeah and then you get next week's episode up there early which i already recorded with a matchmaker from ireland so he chatted to me about a lot about that and everything that's going on there with matchmaking and the dating scene in ireland so it was really great very lucky to have him on um, but I'm very excited about this episode, so have a listen. But again, Patreon forward slash shift podcast, and I'll talk to you at the end of the episode. Did you have sex education here? Yes. Was it good? No. Sex education is horrible. It's not good at all. But what was it? So for the reason I bring this up is because in Ireland now, they're, the past two years, they've been trying to redo the sex education Um but the Catholic Church has uh, made a sex education, but they run 90% of the primary schools. So that's like the young people's schools. Um, so they're, basically their sex ed is going to be based off this word ethos, which I had to, was it like, you know, like, I guess that's like spiritual and shit like that. So not factual, really. And I'm sure part of it would be factual, but it's all like, uh, you know, and their beliefs are marriage uh, is only for man and woman. So is it going to include, is it going to be inclusive for LGBT? Is it going to tell, also they said something in it about how we're made to procreate with God. 
so it's all very far it's just a bit mad so they're they're pushing that through and then but then that'd be like most of the schools so so they're they are they for safe sex or are they for abstinence um well the old policy was for abstinence i'm not sure if the new policy actually mentions it i should check that up i couldn't see it anywhere but i their old policy up until recently was more abstinence or mm -hmm. sex with their i know that one sentence was sex is for committed or married couples so mm -hmm. they did say committed but still yeah i mean i think i think absence ed education is complete horseshit I mean, we're we're animals that are meant to fuck, and yeah. to, and there's everything is so sexualized now to the point of like you can't even turn on the radio without hearing a song that's describing explicit sex acts. So it's on everyone's mind all the time. And as our bodies are growing, you know, you you if you can't beat them, join them. You're not going to win them over with abstinence. Teach them the safety of sex. Teach them how to have sex what to do what what is pleasure you know like guilt associated with pleasure and just like my sex education was in a catholic school and we learned all the parts of the body but not how to work them you know or like not what to do in different situations not what communication is in a sexual scenario you know not what is okay and what's not okay you know and because we don't get those messages and we don't get that very specific important education we just get told what our body does and then we learn everything else from pornography and i think pornography is an incredibly destructive tool to learn from because it's not real it's performative it's you know a caricature of what sex is and because of that people mimic that and then they don't know how to deal with the actual intricacies of uh you know very human sexual interaction yeah i agree with you i think it should be and i know our prime minister type of guy or he used to be the prime minister he's trying to push like a more factual base he's also gay so um he's trying to push a more factual based sex ed which i think that's what it should be i think it should be no nothing to do with your unless you're addressing shame and guilt and all of that but also i think if you just teach kids um, like you said, like uh, if you just are real with them and uh, teach them how to be safe and consent and all of that stuff, they go in there with the skills and they're less likely to have to kind of not know what's happening or like I feel like if you push absence abstinence, it makes it more like a taboo. So you're doing it, then you're not able to get the help that you need because you feel so much shame. There's people are still doing it. Oh. No one's not doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like Trump being like COVID numbers are going down because we're not testing. It's like when you ignore it, the problem's still there, you know, and it's I mean, I don't understand why we're not teaching how to pleasure women or what is pleasurable for men, you know, like men's G spot is in their prostate. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, exploring that. And that doesn't mean you're gay, you know, like it's okay to make a woman come and oral sex is very important and there's different techniques and because you can't do it right doesn't mean you're you know uh insufficient or whatever and because a woman can't come doesn't mean she's broken you know like there's many different sex is so mental we don't address that and i i think they should be teaching how to have proper anal sex because i've heard so many horror stories about 
you know, guys just try to jam it in and then it ruins anal for the girl and anal can be very pleasurable, but it ruins it because they have one negative experience and they don't want to do it again because nobody knows, you know, we, we're just sticking our dicks in the dark blindly poking whatever we can. And it can be a real, you know, I, I think it can open people up to way more things. And instead of, you know, addressing, you know, gender in the different binaries and how that's acceptable. That's such a fucking minefield of mental gymnastics. It's like, start with the basics, just start simple about what sex and sexuality is and how to have proper, safe, mature sex, because you're going to do it anyway. You might as well learn how to do it right. Yeah. And that's the thing. They don't even have to um cover it like I'm sure like teachers as well it's also asking teachers to do this now and they might be uncomfortable but it's like you if you do it factually it's not uncomfortable and it doesn't have to be in too in depth let's say if you were to say if they talk about porn they could just say look that's a performance the way an action movie is like you're not yeah. really gonna drive your car off the bridge and be fine um yeah. so yeah, just even can. teaching that and that's not even getting nobody will get uncomfortable saying that because you're not being like you're not getting you're not showing a porn clip and be like you see the way she's choking on the dick you don't have to do that <laughs> yeah, totally no you got to be like look if you hide behind a car door and someone shoots it you're still going to get shot and die movies aren't real porn's not real and i think it puts teachers and you know educators in an awkward position because they're ill-equipped to be teaching this there needs to be you know from the health department sexual education people that have taken courses and know how to communicate and have a very frank discussion with, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you get into the realm of like, well, I don't want to introduce these ideas to kids, but you know, they're going to figure it out anyway. You know, I, I think yeah. you know, kids are getting more sexually active uh, at a younger age and they're looking at pornography younger and younger and it's so accessible. You got to nip it in the bud. You know, you can't just, assume that people are going to people are dumb we're all so stupid you know we're not going to figure it out it's going to be terrible so he yeah. needs some yeah and it's the same way kids are able to i was watching horror movies since i was younger like really small like if if there had been porn available i'm sure it just wasn't as accessible but even like for me i'm 30 the first time i had sex was when i was a month before my 16th so 15. But it was like, I didn't use a condom and I was definitely kind of bullied into it a little bit. But that's also not his fault. He just wasn't taught about consent. Um, and he was also young, you know, and um, like we just didn't know what we were doing. And then I had all this fears that I was pregnant. No one told me about HPV, which I have now, probably because of that. <laughs> but it's like if 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 basics had been covered, like I probably wouldn't have had it so early and I probably would have been able to communicate more what I want or what I didn't want. And I definitely didn't want to do that. I just was like, oh, I guess so. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, consent is very important. And, you know, like uh, also handling rejection, if you're told no, that it doesn't mean that you're bad or whatever, you know, like people are comfortable and uncomfortable with certain things. You know, I, th I think, you know, checking in for consent every 15 seconds or whatever is a bit much, you know, we kind of cool it with that. You are you know? sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every stroke. Can really ruin the moment you know like is it okay if i do this is it okay if i do that it's like well fucking also we need to teach social social cues as well you know but it, it's you know and and psychologically speaking there is a thing of like ugh, sometimes you know no means yes and it's hot you gotta know the difference you know like 
uh, you know, there's a difference between coercion and, uh, you know, like foreplay for a while, you know, and like taking your time or whatever, you know, and I, I don't know, it's like such a nuanced thing and having the Catholic element of the shame and guilt and everything that is, is associated with it is fucking terrible. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. I don't think religions should be involved in schools at all. I was very shocked when I saw 90%. Like Ireland confuses me sometimes because we just got a gay marriage a couple of years ago. We got abortion a couple of years ago. And then we had a case where a woman was raped and they used a tong as the defense for the rapist. So they were like, well, she was wearing a tong. So like that was all around the same time. So it's like, and now the Catholic Church and I'm so surprised even with the Catholic Church because they're still in trouble for so much. Like, I'm like, now why are you getting involved in sex education? I just don't think religion should be in schools at all. And I, I, I'm sure there's a couple of listeners who won't agree with me on that maybe, but I think that can be something that you do on your Sunday or you do at home and your parents can teach you. And then you can go to like Catholic Saturday school. But why? I didn't, I didn't realize so many churches were still run by the church or so many sorry, schools were so that the church was still so heavily involved in my country. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Sunday school is is important, you know, I, I think some sort of um, tradition is good, whatever it may be, some sort of, you know, um, value tradition that's, you know, slowly pumped into life rather than indoctrinated into a child's life, you know, yeah. and I, I think um, a secular aspect to it would be important as well, you know, like not just such this archaic draconian view of catholicism and religion you know with the fire and brimstone and shame and guilt and judgment and everything but more of a secular understanding of it in the in the realm of the traditional catholic church um you know physically going to a place every week for worship but it doesn't have to be you know the classic understanding of what catholic worship is does that make sense yeah yeah it does and i also think as well um when you bring in morals into teaching sex, like I get it for, for cause of shame and stuff like that. But let's say if you teach it more factually, um, like, oh, there's STDs and not in a scary way, but if you just give people the tools, I think actually less people, less young people would have sex <laughs> because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they knew what was out there. I mean, honestly, my mom told me about STDs and was like struck the fear of God in me about STDs <laughs> to this day. I'm still like, I don't even know if I want to go and hook up right now because there's <laughs> things out there, you know, and then like I'll be with someone and, and before we're even together, I'm like, are you clean? Is you know, even that conversation is important to have, you know, yeah. I mean, I used to do this thing where I wouldn't ask first, but afterwards I go, Hey, I just want to let you know, I have herpes and they go, what? I go, I'm kidding. But do you, <laughs> you know, that was like how I, Oh, because then if they're like me too, you're like, Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my way of finding out if they have it. You know, like I've yeah. herpes. Kidding. Wait, do you? You know. And, and like telling, and like no shame to anybody who has it, but telling a child, like a, a, I think very young. I think it should be very young because I knew a kid who had sex when he was twelve, and he didn't know what he had done, and like he came to us about it. So, um, because I was part of this group thing, but anyway, won't get into it. But the point is that um, if you tell uh, children about herpes and like even your fear there. Uh, like saying about hell I don't know hell I've never met hell myself <laughs> but like it's not a realistic fear even as a child but you telling me I could have to deal with like or even gentle warts um, or the fact I pay $250 a year to get HPV scraped out of my vagina mm -hmm. I care about money 
Okay. If you would have told me as a child, and that would have been very expensive. So if you were like, I would have assessed the risks better. I definitely would have forced a guy if I knew the, the, that I was going to get HPV and it was going to cost so much and there was a risk of cancer. I would have been like, wear a condom. Like I had a lot of condomless sex when I was younger. Fuck's sake. Yeah. And I think also education about how herpes isn't a death sentence, you know? And exactly. Yeah. Stigma around STDs where you know a lot of them are livable and treatable but they're looked at as this huge boogeyman it's like i don't want to get one but i also want to know that if i do it's not the end of the world it's not you know a scarlet letter and i think teaching kids that at a young age i don't know why it's such a taboo topic you know we're, we're there's this push to teach them about gender and everything which is such a more difficult concept to wrap your head around at such a young age, it's like, figure out sex first. And then, you know, like, let's tackle gender and respectability politics later, you know? Yeah. 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 I the only I don't know what they're doing with gender in Ireland. I do know that they're trying to uh, hopefully include more for LGBT, but I don't know about gender. Um, I know that I met someone here after a show and the guy came up to me and I guess I talked about sex education in a joke. And he said that his granddaughter's her team. He was very positive about it, but he said they've they've included teachers seventy two genders, and that's how I found out there were seventy two genders because I was like, I thought there was three. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know. So that is, you're right. That's a lot, a lot to cover for sure. I think, yeah, definitely this the, just yeah. the practical sex stuff first. Totally, and I feel like sex and what we're talking about is very cut and dry. I feel like it's you know very um, like you said factually based. You know, there's a lot of facts, a lot of misunderstanding about the facts, but with gender, there's a lot of ambiguity and questions and gray area and, you know, flip-flopping and, you know, like you are whatever you feel you are. Well, feelings come and go, you know, feelings are not factual. You can feel something one day and feel something the other. And then tying a, you know, um, definition on that feeling, I think is more dangerous than, giving someone factually based information on the acts in which they're going to be engaging in. Yeah. And I wonder, so with your sex education, you said it was just, was it religious? What were like, what was your school religious? Yeah, it was Catholic. So we got like diagrams of the vast deferents and the vulva and, you know, the clitoris and everyone's initial reaction was like, ew, gross, ew, you know, and it's like a hairy, gross vagina and, you know, like a, a weird lumpy penis, you know, and we're learning it from a priest who's, you know, it's like teaching us how to take driver's ed, but the instructor's blind, you know? Yeah. So that's why I don't know. When I read Irish bishops, I was like, you're the last people to be given sex advice, right? I know. Yeah. It's, it's insane, you know, and there's, and, and I went to an all boys school. So there's a lot of you know, embarrassment. We're all exploring our bodies, but we're acting like we're not. And if you get found out to, you're made fun of, you yeah. know? So everyone's like figuring out how to jerk off and everything and like what to do. But then if you ask a question about it, you get made fun of, you know? And it's like all these things are natural questions to ask. It has to be, you have to lead with love and understanding while you're teaching these topics so that the kids don't get, you know, a uh, complex. But yeah. I wonder how they plan to I don't know what the, I didn't I don't know what the full thing for masturbation is as well. I wonder what they're planning to. I can't imagine the Catholic Church is going to be like, yeah, do it. It makes you chill. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's 
that and then is that a sin and then you think you know you have this natural inclination to pleasure yourself and then you associate pleasure with sin and then the things that are giving you pleasure you associate that with like wrong and it can really fuck people up i mean you know it's it's yeah. it's incredibly toxic and i i mean again like kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for and but they're so dumb at the same time they just need a little bit of guidance you know and and i feel like we're failing them sexuality is becoming such a big part of life and in the public consciousness to put these people and move them forward to where they're ill-equipped to deal with something that's very base i think is is dangerous you know i i think it also helps communication skills better you know can being able to communicate in that moment and share how you feel you know well exactly because if the teacher is able to talk about it without sounding like embarrassed or guilty or shameful then they're hearing that so then they'll be able to have to have those conversations with future partners or even with their parents if something happens like yeah I also I also don't think they should be showing like explicit sex or like yeah. pornography or like have a bunch of dildos on the table no. a sex toy here's a Sibian that you're supposed to ride you know? like I I just think a cursory overview that is steers away from like embarrassment and shame and just very black and white explanation of what things are and that it's okay and and everything i think would benefit people way more than you know just diagrams of what your body parts are and then moving on to the next subject and when they did the diagrams they weren't like oh you know they didn't they didn't talk about like clitoris for pleasure or that the you know masturbation or anything like that or did they talk about sex or did they talk about abstinence? I don't I don't remember. I mean, it was, you know, sex was a sin and yeah. you know, masturbation was a sin. And, you know, it was like just this weird thing. I mean, it it, it it's a total mind fuck. You know, I used, yeah. to, I used to pray and masturbate. I would pray for forgiveness while I was masturbating because I felt so much shame from it awful is that you ruining the thing that's so hard i never masturbated until i moved over here and the listeners know that but it's just because no one really talked about it and i remember when i was 13 guys being like oh look that girl has long nails that that means if they have short nails ew it means they touch themselves and like what yeah it's the only way i get off now in sex is if i touch myself i can't like i literally had so much sex where i was never being pleasured but i just thought i was just like oh sex isn't that great you know until I still learned my body and like got over the shame and I was like, oh, sex is great, you know? Yeah, yeah. And sex is great when you communicate and, and have someone that's willing to listen and, you know, but that conversation can be awkward about like, what can I do to make it more pleasurable for you? You know, like, is there anything I, you know, you have to frame it like, I really like getting you off. What can I do to help get you off? And those conversations are hard to have, but you have to have more of them to get better at them. But you know, like, yeah, I, I was so bad at sex for a while. I, I just didn't know, you know, you, you just don't know. And I mean, that's part of growing up too. You don't want to just like pump kids out that are like really great at sex from a young age. It's like, you know, it be a part of growing up is, is being awkward and fumbling around and figuring it out. Yes. But when you have more knowledge, you're more equipped to fucking course correct, I guess, faster. And it's also just you're more equipped again with safety and consent. And I think all of this comes down to people will have conversations about consent if they're able to just talk about sex instead of being like, 
uh, but I, I so this is the way I want the sex ed to be okay I want it to be wait let me think I want it to be very practical and uh, like okay this is the penis and this is the vagina I know that unfortunately there'd be a diagram and look it's Ireland it'll probably be some old ugly vagina but like you said but um I want it to cover like it's okay to masturbate that's totally fine just don't do it in public <laughs> like, you know, know your levels um you know consent is just really checking in and making sure that the person wants to and there's no harm in asking that um and then uh condoms to keep yourself safe so then they'll talk about like all the different STDs um and then the other forms of um you know like the pill and stuff but also that they don't protect you against stds which i think a lot of young people forget they go on the pill and they're like i'm fine i can fuck now and then so just really really in detailed information about the stds and then what was the other thing i was going to say oh wait i had a good one and i lost it sex oh pubes also just like body hair and body shape and whatever that just because if you see it in porn that there's nothing there that's not how all women are going to look that's not how that shouldn't be the expectation and then also what they do in porn like if you know like violence like choking and stuff like that and I do, I do think they should cover that too because young women will expect if that's what guys want they, a lot of time young women are people pleasers I don't know I don't think it's the same with men but we're just like sure and um, what do you know and then kind of so then the guy is like when well, I saw this in in the porno you know so I think talking about the different types of sex and then the yeah and that the yeah, I 100% think they should talk about that. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're they're seeing it happen anyway. Yeah. And it's better to have people educated about it than to just be choking each other out in a bedroom and not know what that is. I will say, I don't know why we're all into choking now. It's uh, very, very strange uh, that everyone just seems to be totally on board with that. I mean, we have to look at our collective trauma as a nation uh i mean you know maybe we've witnessed so many school shootings we realize we're close to death and it's you know that's turned into a form of pornography so maybe that's why we're getting uh we're all getting choked during sex i don't know i don't know i wonder i don't think the irish listeners can message in the ones that listen to this but i don't think people i never heard of choking until i moved over here i never and i don't want to be choked i still it's not something i love being alive i don't want to be on the edge of being alive i don't even like walking close to the wall on the roof you know so <laughs> that's not not something i could ever enjoy or get behind i also don't like when guys slap my arse because it makes me feel really demeaned and i love sex and i'm all for it and i love pleasure and i love like like i've come so far since i was here I didn't know about licking balls. I didn't know about because no one fucking told me. I know there's no way I would have ever figured that out. Even like it takes you so long even just to figure out how to blow someone because right. no one tells you or to wet your hand when you're like giving a hand job. The amount of guys I probably hurt. <laughs> yeah, all rug burns. Yeah, and sure, girls just talk with girls, so we don't know. And then I'm sure guys are just like, uh, they 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 don't they don't want to embarrass, so they don't say, and then they're just going through pain <laughs> or whatever, or they don't communicate what they want. I, I was at a sleepover in seventh grade and my buddy, I'll never forget, he goes, I heard girls like it when you grab their boobs like this. And and in hindsight, it's like, we were only hung out with each other. Where'd you hear this? What girls are you talking to? They're telling you they like this. And then now I just take that information. I go, this is what girls like, you know? So it's just, you know, you're playing this game of telephone and then the, the message <laughs> totally confused by the end of it. 
Yeah, and like you said before, that'll all still happen. And that's, you know, and that's fine. But I think it's more just about giving them the tools, the best tools that they can go out there with, for sure. Like, I would have loved if someone said that it was okay for a woman to masturbate when I was like 13. Oh, Jesus, I would have had a great life. I wouldn't have cared that they were, someone was bullying me at school. I'd be like, oh, I'm so chill. Got this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Oh, I was going, oh yeah, the choking thing. And what was the other thing they do here? Oh, the slap in the arse thing. Yeah, that makes me feel demeaning because, um, I, and then I'm like, I was worried. I'm like, oh, I think guys like that. So I don't want to ruin it for them. But I just always say, no, don't do that. And then they're fine. But most guys here like an L tap in the arse. And I, it just makes me feel like I'm not your, your horse, you know? We're not like, you're whipping me to make me go faster. <laughs> what I'm hearing when you say that is that you had a good childhood. <laughs> I actually didn't. I haven't spoken to my mother in 13 years. Oh, <laughs> I had like a really, really fucked up, um, emotionally abusive, like mental stuff. Like it's insane that I am as um, well equipped as I am. But I think it's because for me, after 18, when I walked out, everything was like so nice that I'm always like, oh, I'm so happy to be like, life is good. I feel free. Um but yeah, no, so I should like to be choked and slapped. I don't know, but I really love myself now. So, wow, maybe that's what it is. You have <laughs> high self esteem and self love and self worth. But I know girls who have high self esteem and self worth, and they're like, yeah, I love a good slap. So I think, yeah, I guess it just depends on what you're into. But do you I like guess, slapping? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also like getting choked. So, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I'll choke you, you choke me. Let's go. Let's choke. <laughs> other at the same time you know <laughs> yeah 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 we're just choking each other and uh you <laughs> still be like i hate my mother <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh i don't know i mean there there is something physically about you know like when you cut blood off you it you feel more pleasure so people do get pleasure out of it. it's not just like a it can be a psychological thing but it is a physical thing as well autoerotic fixation is is a very real thing you know and people end up dying from it. You know what, though? I wonder if because for me, because I masturbate still to this day. I've been here six years. I think I started masturbating like four years ago or three years ago. Not a long time. Um, And I can just do it. I don't think about anything. I can do it like most nights. I don't think about anything. It just feels good. So I do it. And the many people I talk to are like, even girls here, they're like, you don't have to watch porn anymore. And I use a vibrator sometimes just because that's like, you know, it's like go crack. You're like, wow, that if I have like two seconds, but I don't mean really, I don't need it. Um, or if it's like a, someone I'm having sex with and my hand is too tired, I like whip out the vibrator. But other than that, I don't need it. So I just wonder if there's something about being introduced to porn at a too young age or certain stuff as a too young age. Maybe you get a bit desensitized. Like I still don't watch porn. I should probably to learn some techniques. I think I might just to have a look. But because um, <laughs> I spoke to some guys about it and they were like, just have a look. Not guys that I had sex with. They were on the podcast and they were saying it can be a good educational. I don't know. I also love sex and I know what I'm doing. So I don't think I need to. But I will just for the podcast just to see. Um, yeah, do some research. Why not? But do you think, okay, so sorry, this is a crazy train of thought. And before the listeners message me going, oh, this is wrong. It's just a stupid train of thought. But do you think people who like being choked is because they've already reached, like they've already gotten loads of pleasure from this thing. So they're going to another level, maybe. Wow. Maybe. I mean, I, I think it is, you know, like, like drug addicts end up, you know, the, the amount you do doesn't get you high anymore. So you have to do more. 
I do think you can get desensitized to stuff and then like what you get into gets, you know, raunchier and weirder and wilder. And I think it, you know, there's, I, I, I'm not an expert. I don't know. Me neither. That was literally just a thought that came through my head and someone's going to email me and be like, they're going to be like, are you saying not to masturbate? And I'm going to be like, no, masturbate every day. Okay. I'm just curious if there's something in it for some people that they always have to go a level up. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, it, you know, like I, I have a joke I'm working on now where I'm like, you know, I used to get excited to go Easter egg hunting on Easter. And now if we're both not on life support by the end of sex, I'm not coming. Yeah. So there you go. Like uh, last week's guest, uh, Roxana, she's amazing. She's from Ireland, but she said that she was watching so much porn and going down porn rabbit holes that all of a sudden she was only getting off off this like wild stuff that she'd never be able to have in like a real life. Um but it was just because of her porn addiction or porn. Oh, I hope she said addiction or I hope I just didn't, didn't just call her a porn addict, but porn love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, also like fantasy is a weird thing where I've fantasized things about things that when I've had the opportunity to do it in real life, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> I know. Like, I, fan- I fantasize about um, having sex with women, um, but anytime it comes to it, I'm like, I'm going home and I don't know it's just just because I'm like I don't want to commit to the real or two men I'd love to have sex with two men but it's never happened and I don't know if I ever would part of me just likes the fantasy of it right yeah yeah I mean just because you have a fantasy doesn't mean you need to act on it you know yeah I also daydream about being like a president sometime which I never want to be but it's just like a cute what would I do what speech would I give yeah (laughs) and aliens I daydream about aliens they're not coming yeah yeah i didn't think about being a sanitation worker you know i mean we all have different fantasies we want to fulfill yeah and so also i wanted to talk to you as well about it because i wanted to get the male perspective roxana last week talked about uh being bisexual and you're open about being bisexual Mm -hmm. which is also interesting as well for the sex ed because for the sex ed stuff i don't think obviously the catholic church isn't going to really be able to include lgbt they might say they can but they won't because they believe you know man and woman stuff uh unless you're well anyway but um you know what i was gonna say but we won't get into that but um and when did you when did you discover you were bisexual i mean i again like the pornography thing plays into it because i you know got into gay porn when i was younger and would look at that and i thought that i was gay for so long but i've always been attracted to women you know, so I, I date women and I love women, but I have acted out sexually with men. I don't think I could date a man. I I don't think that I could be intimate with a man. You know, I've dated trans women. I've been with trans women, but I, it's it's very I'm attracted to the feminine. But yeah. sometimes, you know, I guess I just get so horny. I'm like, well, I can't find a gal and this guy's kind of girly. So let's do it, buddy. it's very similar to kind of what Roxana said as well she said she seems to date more long-term men but she will sleep with women or has dated short-term women and it's interesting yeah and I mean it is a thing of like bisexuality is way more prevalent in women and you know there is like a thing where uh for guys it's more like you're gay bro just say you're gay come on you're fucking gay and I get that pushback from straight people and I get that from gay people and it's incredibly annoying and I really dislike it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a weird thing. I, I, but I, you know, I'm not saying it's weird. It's, it's just, it's, it's different. It's not the, the, I don't even know what the norm is, 
but I know what I am and I'm attracted to women and I've been with men and sometimes, you know, I have a fantasy about being with men. That's that's part of my fantasy. But then when I get the chance, a lot, oftentimes I'm like, ah, no, thanks. It's too much work, you know, but I have been with men. So I'm not totally fucking straight, you know, but I'm also not gay. I'm somewhere in the middle. You know, sexuality is a spectrum. And I guess for lack of a better term, I am bisexual, but I very much more so lean towards being straight. But with guys, it's very much like nobody believes you that you're bi. They hear that and they're like, oh, you're fucking gay. Or guys would be like, I've never seen you with a guy. You're fucking lying. You're not really bisexual or you're not fucking gay. And I'm like, I never said I was gay. You're the one that put that on this. And it's your idea of, you know, one or the other that is your definition of what I am. Who the fuck are you to tell me what I am? Why do you even get involved in it? It's so weird. I never. Because I've, I've been open about it. But so, I mean, but even still, if you're like, I'm 90% straight, I'm 10%, whatever, anything else, whatever you want to say you are, that's fine. The fact that people are like, nah, you're like that they feel they have to label you or put a label that they have to be like, what are you exactly is always strange to me. Well, I mean, there's a phrase by erasure that people erase bisexuality by being like, you're either this or that, you know, and then it comes into like, well, you get to choose. You know, or like you're just selfish because you want it all, you know, or these other things about, you know, like um, it's 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 very strange. And, you know, I'm I'm I am happy to talk about it because I know it helps people and I know a lot more people feel the way I do than, you know, they're willing to admit. But it is, uh, you know, not that it's a cross bear, but it does get pretty annoying when people uh, question me or my sexuality when it's not really up to them, you know. But it, it's it's a strange thing that we talk about homophobia and transphobia and everything. But there is there's there's no bi phobia. Nobody's afraid of bi people. They just don't understand it. And I think bi people don't even understand it a hundred percent either. You know, it's like you're caught in between these two worlds. You know, and uh, I I just say I date and I love women, but you know I'll fool around with the fellas once in a while. You know, but it's 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 not. Uh, for me, I don't want to, I don't think I, I want to end up with a guy. Some other bi people may, but, you know, I think it's called like heteronormative bisexual. I'm not, I'm not sure. Hetero, heteroromantic, I think. I don't know. That's what I am. Because I would definitely see myself at some stage eating a girl out, which just hasn't happened yet. Maybe, mm -hmm. I'll, maybe I'll end up with a guy now tomorrow and be with him for 30 years. And then when I'm like 70, I'll be like, come here, vagina. <laughs> but I mean, like I find certain women attractive. So and I've kissed a bunch of women, but I would I would have never called myself bi because I wouldn't have dated women. Uh, and I wouldn't I couldn't. That's another thing is that if people hear that you've made out with women, they're like, oh, Katie, she's fun. But if a guy makes out with a guy, everyone's like, oh, dude, you're gay. Just say you're gay, you know? And uh, it's that's very funny to imagine you in your deathbed and your one wish is to have a, the nurse sit on your face. Come on. I missed out on this. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I think for me, um, I feel kind of guilty when I think about having sex with a woman. So there has to be something in. Uh, but I've also used to feel guilty about having sex with a man. And then I felt guilty about masturbation. And I just pushed myself to get through that. So I do think at one stage I will, for sure, even if it includes another guy, maybe just to see. Maybe not, but I'm way more open to it the older I get and the more I'm in America and it feels less shameful. But I'm also in a world where people talk about sex all the time and they're so comfortable and not everybody's in that world where it's so like I was at a sex club. I can't imagine. I only did, went for the podcast, but Katie in Ireland 
didn't even know that sex clubs really existed. I thought that was like, I never thought about it. No one ever said anything. I, you know. Wow. So do you think America has um, kind of, uh, kind of turned you kind of yeah. uh, America has poisoned you poisoned this innocent girl in a or good way you are always were and America's allowed you to be yourself no I think yeah I think it's New York let me be who I wanted to be without kind of because in Ireland especially small towns everybody knows each other and there is an element of like oh sure look you're one like what's she doing and people don't mean it but especially small communities so I'm sure that's in other countries of America too but New York you could I could hang around with you tomorrow and then if I never want to see you again we wouldn't have to see each other and we could still live in the same borough you know it's like you can and then we are in the comedy community and like then with me and Des doing this podcast I met so many sex educators and stuff so like I was introduced to people comfortably talking about sex which it wasn't like in Ireland at all um or where I was growing up so and like I wasn't like uh super innocent like I'd had like three maybe six boyfriends that I slept with and then when I broke up with my ex for three years I decided to do like one night stands and I had like a bunch, I had like a few one night stands, but they were shy because I was an orgasm and I wasn't, I didn't orgasm until I moved over here. And I was like, oh, so I didn't have like a sexual revolution because I just felt guilty. It's like, um, I don't know what a good analogy is, but it'd be like uh, when you eat too much pie or something, you feel sick. It's like you didn't get the, you feel like, oh, I didn't. But if you haven't eaten pie for like a week and then you have one slice, you're like, oh, this is great. This is a shit analogy. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand. The exercise no. without the or without the pleasure. Yeah. Well, you know, I you know, you said you you you're attracted to women. I, I'm not really I won't check guys out on the street. I never see a guy that I'm like, oh, I want him. It's always kind of, you know, I'm also manic depressive, and when I'm in a depressive state or a, a high mania state, I want to act out just to feel. And it's much easier to get a guy than it is to get a girl, you know. And I check women out all the time. I'm such a fan of the female figure and, and women are just so attractive to me. And I never am walking down the street and I'm like, Ooh, that's a hot guy. I just, that's not me. I don't know. I can't explain it. You know, I'm like very, very straight, but I've, I've acted in gay ways. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's just weird because everyone wants to put you in a specific box and you know we're so identity based and um i i just it's it's a it's it's nice being unique and being my own person but it's very alienating at the same time because i don't really know where i fit in you know yeah i think i'm i think there's way more people like that i i believe and i'm probably wrong but that more people are more bisexual or on that sexual spectrum than they are straight or gay um yeah. like because even if a guy hasn't been with another guy you just haven't met the right guy you know you haven't met like the right effeminate guy for you or the right type of thing that ticks off a box for you not everyone is like that i'm not saying everyone's attracted to guys but i feel like it, it is definitely a spectrum that uh people fall in the middle on more often than not and they just kind of you know i struggle with putting my own shit on other people or just trying to have an honest conversation about the fact that you know it is very much uh a a shade rather than just two colors yeah i agree with you and like so let's say if i didn't say i fancy women sometimes it's and it's not it's like not it's much rarer than men but i also don't fancy a lot of men you know i see men all the time and i'm like ugh, 
oh, oh, and then I'm like, oh, and then so maybe women would be like, no, 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 like le- less of that, but still. So it's like I you could say, oh, like, let's say if I only fancied men and you could be like, you're straight, you like men. And it's like, yeah, but I like one in 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Also, I, I, you know, I have to say um, in coming out and experiencing men, I empathize so much more with women. I think all men should be with other men to really get some empathy and perspective because guys fucking suck. And it's whether they're straight, whether they're gay, whether whatever, they're all a bunch of fucking sex crazed, sex hound fucking lunatics. The amount of DMs I get of guys that are like, I'm going to fuck you or like, can you, can you, can I suck your dick? Blah, blah. I'm like, Oh God. And I never, I mean, I rarely get that from women. And usually it's, you know, like some deranged whatever, you know, I'll welcome it. Why not? I won't act on it. But it's I get so many gross comments from men. And it's I think it's just this animalistic thing inside men. And then guys just have an easier time fucking each other than they do with women. And can I ask you, so I know like every single woman or most women I know have had issues where um, like consent has, has been an issue. And so you've been with women and men. Have you found with men that you've slept with that you've had to be like no wait don't like you've had to repeat yourself a couple of times be like listen to me i don't like that uh i i think guys i i don't know if it's just inside of us we're just way down we're way more down to just do it and i like i have you know like showing up with a woman there's a lot of like well let's watch a movie and let's you know this and then we'll figure it out but i've showed up at guys houses and they're naked when they answer the door and it's like well i know what i'm here for you know and and that's never happened with a woman unless we've been like dating and established some sort of connection you know like that they'll show up in a robe naked underneath but a guy will do that and i'm like well this is let's get down to bit like one time i went to a guy's place and it was very like oh you're an artist oh where's your oh i like your work and he was like well my roommate's not going to be home for a little while so let's just kind of get to this and i was like well well, fair enough philip thank you he was like can you just cut the small talk yeah totally guys are cut to the chase way more than than girls are unless you have an established relationship with a girl and you kind of know each other and you're more comfortable i think guys are easier at dropping their guard and just that carnal i need to come let's do this right now and I think uh, it takes longer for women to feel more comfortable with the person to do that. I wonder as well with women, is it an element of shame where you're like, I need to feel like I've had a conversation first. I've had a cup of tea, I've had a drink and like so that you can feel co- comfortable in regards to having sex, but also with your brain. Like I know for me, it's like I would have always made sure Oh, like I'll be like, oh, I'll have the, the third date or whatever. I've really gotten to know them. So I feel comfortable, but it has to be an element of um, shame to it. I, you know, I'm not a woman. I can't, I'll, I'll never know. I, I can only speculate. And I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe women are just more nurturing and, and, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I really feel like we've gotten away from the fact that we are animals and we do have these instincts and these characteristics that are all equal inside all of us. And, and I feel like women are way more nurturing and want to make more of a connection and men are more animalistic and can separate the act of sex and coming from the pomp and um, kind of uh, relationship building that really kind of occurs with, with women. Yeah. I would. There's, there's, there's feminine and masculine energy 
And I think that can exist. Women can have masculine energy, men can have feminine energy, but I think those two things exist within ourselves and men are just more prone to getting down to the get down. And I feel like women want to have more of a connection. I, I may be wrong and, and some listeners may correct me, but again, I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a woman. I'm, I'm me. And I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out as I go along as well. So, but yeah. it is interesting to think about. No, I, I, that's how I feel. I know I usually wait till the third date and it's more just because I want to know what I'm getting myself involved in because I'm not good at compartmentalizing sex with feelings. So at least if I've had a couple of dates and I'm like, this isn't someone I would want to date, then I can go, well, now I can have sex with them. You know, I'm just, so, whereas if I have sex on the first date, I might end up liking them just because of the sex and then seeing them more because of the sex and thinking that it could be a relationship when then I end it with them and I'm like, I wouldn't have been even friends with that person. What was I doing? So that's that's why I do a more of a time limit. Um, but I do think for me, and I'm a woman, but I'm just one person, like you said, maybe other women are different. I feel a connection with sex. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying I'm trying to learn to compartmentalize that as I get older. So I really actively work on being like, that's just a fucking Oxycontin or whatever it gives me. I don't know. Right. Oxytocin. Oxycontin. <laughs> get you. You'll end up having sex for Oxycontin. <laughs> yeah. And I think as well with men too, like what women struggle with is that like being like, oh, I don't like that. And the man being like, I know better. So that's why I was asking more for the consent and stuff. Like I've had a bunch of guys choke me, even though I've said not to. And I'm like, what is going on? I've never, no, I've literally, that's... I'm not like joking here. I'm, I don't like it. Well, I feel like with, with choking, like you can put a soft hand on the neck and then be like, do you like that or whatever? And then go from there. Like, I don't think you should be like, is it okay if I choke you? You know, but I also don't think they should just do it. They just do it. And then you say, I don't like that. And then they'll, I've had a couple of guys who've done it again after, and I'm like, wait, no, I've actively no. said, I don't like this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's terrible. Yeah, but I have a lot of women I speak to. That's the thing where so men will be like, let's say we do this podcast. Men will be like, tell us what you want. Like we really want. And then you'll have instance where you'll tell and they might not listen or get defensive. Like I know exactly how to make me come from your mouth in like two minutes. I'll just tell you what to do. And I've had guys who were like, oh, thank you. Yes. Yay. And then I've had other guys be like, I'm trying or get defensive or be like, I can't do that. And you're like, for f- oh, now you're going to be here for another 20 minutes, pal. <laughs> maybe they're in it for the love of the game they want it to take longer maybe that's yeah maybe maybe or they just don't like being they just don't like getting directions yeah no i men are very hard-headed but is that what it's like for you when you have sex with a man or you're just like i'm bad at sex with men (laughs) i am so bad at blowing men it takes too long it takes forever i get tired i'm checking my watch you know, when I'm when I'm blowing a guy, I got my hand on his dick backwards so I can look at my watch because it's just taking forever and I don't like it. I'm not even really a fan of cum, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it's, I don't even know why I do it. Maybe it's some sort of like Catholic guilt thing of like you deserve shame. You know, I don't know. Uh, but I had this fantasy of doing it and then I do it in the middle of it. I'm like, this is taking forever, you know. Good God. I really empathize with you guys are heroes, you know, having to take forever while we're trying to come. And, you know, it, it, it just, uh, it's a lot, you know? Yeah. And when lads complain about like licking clitoris, I'm like, all you gotta do is just move your tongue around. And even if you get tired, you can move your teeth sometimes, or sometimes they do their nose or whatever. But I have to literally put that thing down my throat. 
really what you do is you just glom onto it like a barnacle on a boat and you just suck you know you just wear it like a scuba mask and you breathe in the air of life That's yeah so so for us if a guy's taking too long and if he has a big penis as well and you gotta be like jesus i wish we didn't eat dinner an hour ago and then you gotta like mentally tell yourself please don't vomit but keep looking at him so he knows that you're enjoying it oh jesus you're gonna be sick don't gag too much well, if, when I'm with a guy, like I love noises and dirty talk and, you know, um, hearing hearing a woman moan and make noises. Is, it's a real big turn on. And I've had guys make noises and I like giggle. I'm like, <laughs> you sound stupid. You sound ridiculous. You know, I love when a guy makes noises when you're blowing him, though, because then it's just like, OK, I'm, I'm doing it the way you like it because it's like it's like a nice little like okay this is the right speed this is what they want right yeah i don't know i i mean i i, I like it but sometimes the noises they make are so funny i'm like <laughs> you gotta chill out this was great thank you so much i've read like you go will you tell the listeners where to find you yeah sure you can follow me on instagram twitter i animal 69 i a n i m a l 69 uh, follow me on Twitch. I Twitch stream, play video games. It's a good time. Twitch.tv slash iAnimal69. And uh, I have a podcast by guys with Zach Amico on Gas Digital every Thursday at 11 a.m. And uh, Ian's Infinite Playlist on Sirius XM Radio Channel 99 every Friday at 1 p.m. with plays throughout the weekend and on the app. This is great. Thank you so much. You guys can hire us to go give all the sex ed classes. Yeah. 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 That that'll be i'll i'll on the road i'll do you know stand -up. i should just turn my act into a sex ed class well that's basically i started doing all these sex ed videos and then i was like what am i doing <laughs> i was doing like this is where the clitoris is pubes are okay yeah, i know we need to be we need to be the the heroes that are needed in the world we're not the heroes people want we're what they need exactly jesus we're gonna save the world one clitoris penis at a time one diagram at a time one diagram at a time there should be you know you said there was the hairy ugly vagina i still think that should be there and then there should be like a bald vagina because some women want to have bald and then there should be like a trimmed vagina and then there should be like there should be like they when they do the diagram they should do also seven different types of vaginas because every vagina looks different so the girl there's just so much there you Totally different body types. They should make some of them hot. So you're not like repulsed by, you know, the body and body parts you're seeing, you know, but I mean, they should have some uggos in there, some fats, some skinnies, some hots, you they know, talk about smells. Yeah. Because the amount of times girls will just go, Oh my God, am I smelling? Is this normal? Is this normal? Is this how it's meant? Like we're all just having mild panic attacks all the time because we don't know basic things about our body. It's mad. Totally. It's total insanity. Well, I'm going to let you go. I love you. Uh, you too, Kate. You so Bye. fun. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please go follow Ian. He's absolutely amazing. Great to have him on. And again, please sign up to the Patreon, Patreon forward slash shift podcast. If you could rate, review, screenshot, all that, tell your friends, family, unless you're like mortified and like, oh, I don't want to be saying I listen to this. Just uh, airdrop people a picture of it on the train. Do they do that in Ireland? Um, no, but thank you so much. And thanks, as always, for supporting. The Patreon is pay as you go. And yeah, and of course, as usual, please email me, DM me, whatever. If you have any advice or topics or guests you want, all of that, please do. And have a lovely week. And I will talk to you next week.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.